today I'm putting a fresh spin on the traditional farm lunch. Mm. Perfect. There's my garlic and onion challah, some creamy homemade hummus, a super fresh chopped salad with crumbled feta, and some olive oil blondies with chocolate frosting. And sprinkles, obviously. Hey, this is me, Molly A. I'm a cookbook author and food blogger. This is my husband, Nick. And this is our home, our farm on the North Dakota-Minnesota border. The place where I eat, sleep, and breathe food. My food is a delicious mix of my Chinese and Jewish heritage and the taste of the Midwest. I'm always experimenting with new recipes here. And one time recently, I subbed out the melted butter in my blondie recipe for olive oil, and it worked. It was so good and moist and fudgy. The combination of olive oil and brown sugar is an amazing match, and I think they taste fancier. I'm frosting them today with chocolate buttercream frosting and sprinkles, because why not? So good. Okay, so to get started, I'll grab my bowls. my brown sugar, vanilla and baking powder. And one thing I love about brownies and blondies is that I don't need to take out a big mixer to make them. I can just use two bowls and a whisk, and that's all I need. Every time I make blondies, I'm like, why don't I make these more often? Because they're so easy. Grab two cups of flour, two cups of lightly packed brown sugar. And the flavor of brown sugar is front and center in blondies. Love brown sugar. When I'm asked what the difference is between a brownie and a blondie, my initial thought is, oh, it's just a brownie minus the chocolate. But the stars of the show here are brown sugar and olive oil. I'll get some salt in here. Gotta have salt in my sweets to amplify every flavor. And some baking powder. And I'm gonna use a whisk to combine this. A few little clumps of brown sugar in this are okay. They'll dissolve once I add my wet ingredients. But I'm whisking this to get it mostly combined. Next, I'm gonna mix up my wet ingredients. I have three eggs, my olive oil. Now, the flavor of the olive oil in these is quite present, so I recommend springing for a good quality olive oil. Something that's fruity, a little buttery, it's gonna be delicious. I love baking with olive oil. I mean, I cook with it all the time, but baking with it is such a great option for something that just has a lighter flavor. I feel kind of healthier eating these because it's olive oil, so you can eat more, and it's easy because I don't have to melt any butter. It's already in liquid form. And next I'm adding vanilla, which will complement these flavors nicely. I'm gonna whisk this to combine. I'm gonna mix it really well so that these eggs and the oil combine smoothly. I'm getting whiffs of olive oil into my nose. Not a bad thing. At this point, if you wanna add nuts in your blondies, I am not opposed to that. Chopped walnuts would be great. Pistachios would be really good. And I'll pour this into my dry ingredients, and that's it. My love for blondies has no end. In the summertime, I sandwich them with some ice cream. Those are an oh yeah. <laughs> yum, yum. Another thing that's great about blondies, aside from how easy they are to make, is that they last for kind of a while, and they don't dry out. They're so dense and moist and fudgy that they can last for a few days in the refrigerator. I'm mixing this to get all of my flour combined with the wet ingredients, and once this is good, I'll pour this into my pan. Done. So easy. I'm gonna scrape my batter into this pan. The oil has made my hands slippery. This type of thing is perfect for a farm lunch, because you could just grab and go. 
It's not like a slice of cake that's gonna make a mess all over the tractor. I'm gonna spread this out evenly. Doesn't need to be perfect. I'm gonna stick these in the oven at 350 for about 35 minutes. They're still gonna be gooey in the center, but that's a good thing. While these bake, I'm gonna make some chocolate frosting to go on top. Blondies are good enough that they don't really need frosting, so if I was in a rush, I'd just eat them straight. But every farm lunch needs chocolate, so I'm gonna whip this up. I'll grab my cocoa powder. I have some softened butter here. Some powdered sugar. Unsweetened cocoa powder. A pinch of salt. I'll mix this to combine. And then I'm gonna grab some heavy cream. It'll look like a lot of sugar and cocoa powder at first, but after blending for a bit, it'll combine. And eventually, you'll get to something where it's combined and smooth, but still maybe a little bit grainy. So to smooth it out, I'll add two tablespoons of heavy cream and a splash of vanilla. This can sit at room temperature while my blondies finish baking. My blondies are cool and they're ready to frost. Mm, smells so good. I'll just pile this frosting right on top of my blondies. This will be a nice, thick layer of frosting, which is a good match because these blondies are pretty dense. And I'll use my offset to spread it out evenly. I love the texture of this frosting. It smells like heaven. I like to give some texture to this frosting by making swirls and swoops. It doesn't have to be perfectly smooth. I think it looks cuter if there are some swirls. You know what these need? Sprinkles, obviously, duh. In a pinch, you could cut them right now and serve them, but I like getting really nice clean cuts on my frosting. So I'm gonna stick this in the refrigerator for a few minutes until the frosting firms up, and then I'll cut into bars. Coming up, my creamy homemade hummus, some delicious garlic and onion challah bread, and chopped salad with crumpled feta for a farm lunch in the field with Nick. Around here, we take farm lunch very seriously. One of the things I love to make is my challah, a sweet, eggy, moist, delicious bread that is a cinch to make, and there are so many things you can do with it. To start, I'll grab my flour and sugar, I'll get my flour into the bowl of my stand mixer. And you can make this in a stand mixer or by hand. This is all-purpose flour, but occasionally I'll jazz things up and substitute half of it for whole wheat flour or rye flour. I also like throwing in some seeds to this, or maybe even some dry spices like cardamom or cinnamon work great in challah. Next, I'll add my sugar and some salt. I'll mix this to combine. Good, now I'll mix up my wet ingredients. I have four large eggs here, and some flavorless oil. We'll make it deliciously moist. I'm mixing these to combine. Sometimes I like adding honey instead of sugar, so if I'm doing that, I would add that to this mixture instead of adding it to the flour. With my mixer on low, I'll pour in my egg mixture. And I also have some dry yeast activating and some warm water with a little bit of sugar that will help the bread rise and make it fluffy. 
I'll knead this for about seven to 10 minutes until it's smooth and slightly sticky. So when it's sticking to the bowl, that's a sign that I need to add a bit more flour. I wanna try not to add too much flour because that could create a dry bread. I think we're ready. So I'll scrape this off of my dough hook and then transfer it to a clean bowl to rise. I'll coat it with a little bit of oil so it doesn't stick. I'll stretch it into a ball so it's smooth. Give it a slap, zhuzh it around, flip it over. So now it's all coated in oil. And now I'm gonna cover it with plastic wrap. And this is gonna rise in a draft-free place for about two hours or until it's doubled in size. And then we'll be ready to shape it. My dough is almost finished rising, so right now I am prepping my fillings for my challah. Challah is great on its own, but I love to get creative and add different fillings and stuff it with scallions or cheese. Or you could also go a sweet route and add chocolate chips. And of course, it's really good plain too. Challah is a traditional Jewish egg bread. Growing up with the Jewish mom, we always had challah around the holidays. There were hala holidays, and there were matzo ball holidays, and the hala holidays were the best. It was the first bread that I ever learned to make, and I remember helping my mom braid it when I was little, and then when I got older and had my first apartment in New York, this was one of the first recipes I ever made. My dough is looking great. It has risen. And now I'll divide it into three equal parts. And these will become my three braid strands. I will roll them out into long, skinny ovals. Now, if this were a normal, plain challah with no stuffings in it, I would just make logs and braid them together. But because I'm adding my butter, onion, and garlic, I'm gonna roll them out. I'm just flattening it out so it's about, I don't know, between like a quarter and a half inch thick. All right, I am gonna brush the top of these with some melted butter. I'll sprinkle it with my garlic and onions. Now I'm gonna roll these up lengthwise and then pinch the edges to seal everything in. I've got my three strands. Now's the time for the fun part when I get to braid. Now I like to start my braid from the middle. I find that I can get a more even shape that way. If I start from one end, I find that my braid can look a little oblong. I cross the middle strand, and then the left side, I'll place it over that strand. And I'm helping it along each way because it is kind of a delicate dough to handle. And when I get to the end, I'll give them a little pinch and tuck them under. And now the other side, you have to braid it under the center strand since we're going backwards. Right, under, just like braiding here. Right. Let me grab my pan. I've lined it with parchment so that it doesn't stick. And now this is gonna rise for another 30 minutes or so, because we wanna get it extra fluffy. And then I'll brush it with an egg wash that has a bit of honey in it, sprinkle it with some flaky salt, and then bake it at 375 for about 35 to 45 minutes until it's golden brown on top. Coming up, once my challah is out of the oven, I'll move on to my creamy homemade hummus and a fresh chopped salad with crumbled feta. This is my favorite type of farm lunch. The challah should be just about ready. 
I can't imagine a better smell. I'm gonna let it cool a little bit and then dive right in. One of the things I'm most proud of to have brought to the farm is good homemade hummus. Nick freaks out every time I make it. Now what is good hummus? It's a few simple ingredients. Tahini, freshly cooked chickpeas, and fresh lemon juice. I don't like adding too much else, maybe some garlic, maybe a few seasonings, but when it's made correctly, it is so pure and good. Okay, let's talk about chickpeas for a second. Chickpeas are the star of the show here, and it's very important that you start with dried chickpeas that you soak overnight and then boil until they're soft. Now, you can make hummus with chickpeas out of the can, but trust me on this one, just a little bit extra effort will make this hummus mind-blowing. It's so good. I got my freshly cooked chickpeas here. I'm gonna add them to my food processor. Next, I'll add my tahini, which is ground sesame paste, and this will add a rich, smooth texture and a delicious nutty flavor to my hummus. And it's important to use good tahini that isn't bitter. I'm looking for about a half a cup, but it's no problem if I add more because I love tahini. I'll give my lemon a little roll to release the juices. Some lemon juice will brighten this up. And I'm adding this in. It's a lot of great acidity and freshness. Salt. I'm gonna add two cloves of garlic. Don't even need to chop them. I'm just gonna throw them right into my food processor. And this is basically it. Freshly cooked chickpeas, tahini, fresh lemon juice, garlic and salt. It's so simple, but it's such a great filling dish that it could be the centerpiece of a meal. I'll blend this up for about four or five minutes. It's gonna seem like a long time, but that's important for getting a rich, smooth texture. And as I'm blending it, I'm gonna drizzle in some cold water, which will make the texture even lighter and fluffier. Okay, I think it's there. It's looking and smelling great. I'm gonna taste it. Mm. It's so nutty and perfect. Okay, now, hummus is by far the best right after it's made, when it's either room temperature or maybe even still a bit warm from the chickpeas having cooked. But if I'm not gonna be serving it immediately, I'll transfer it to a bowl and cover it with some olive oil, and that'll prevent the top from drying out. This is so light and fluffy, and I like making a swirl in it to catch some of my olive oil. Gorgeous. I'm gonna tilt it around to get it evenly coated on the top. And now to serve this, I like sprinkling it with some cumin or paprika, just for a little color on top. Beautiful. And this is done. Still to come, a quick and colorful chopped salad with crumbled feta. And then it's lunchtime. got my bread and hummus, and now I need a salad. This is a very simple salad that's got a few key ingredients. Tomatoes, cucumbers, onion, so colorful and delicious. Growing up in Chicago, I was trained to call it salad. And then when I got to New York for college, all of my friends started making fun of me and they started mocking me. They said, oh, you're gonna eat a salad and then you're gonna go practice the snare drum. They were exaggerating. <laughs> These tomatoes are really juicy, so I add them to a strainer sitting over a bowl, and a pinch of salt will help draw the moisture out of the tomato. 
And next I'll add my cucumber. I like using these little Persian cucumbers. I love the flavor. The colors of this salad are gorgeous. Got the green, red, and the purple from the red onion. And with these little cucumbers, you don't even have to de-seed them. And now I'll grab my onion, add some nice purple color, and you can use what you have on hand. I sometimes like adding radishes to this or a bell pepper. I never measure. I kind of just eyeball about two parts tomato, two parts cucumber, one part onion. Oh, today I'm adding feta cheese, which I love to add for a great salty snap. Oh, I'll grab my feta too. And I'll add the onion to the bowl. I'll get the rest of my vegetables in here. Next, I'll chop up some fresh parsley. I'm gonna add some salt and pepper. And I wanna be careful not to add too much salt to this because I'm adding the feta, which is quite salty. So I'll take it easy for now. Some lemon juice and olive oil will bring this all together. There's no dressing to this. It's just the lemon juice and olive oil and some of the tomato and cucumber juices will continue to come out. Good olive oil. And I'll crumble in some of this feta. If you have feta in the block at the store, get that instead of the crumbles. It'll be more moist and flavorful. Let me stir this up. I'll give it a taste. Hmm. Really bursts with flavor. It's gonna work so well with the bread and hummus. I got lunch. Oh my gosh, you read my mind. <laughs> All the other farmers are gonna be jealous. <laughs> uh, oh, I want the inner part. Yes, gotta go right for the center. Yeah. This is perfect. It's gonna give me the energy I need to farm <laughs> the fields. <laughs> Good. <laughs> now we gotta eat these. Mm. Just enough sprinkles. <laughs> I do not want to go farm right now. I just want to <laughs> sit here with you. Aww.